The hit TV series The Chosen has given fans an imaginatively dramatized glimpse into the life of Christ and what it might have been like to follow him. And now this groundbreaking series is looking a bit further back into history to the manger. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show, focused on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Thanks for joining us today. Well, if you're a fan of The Chosen, you're in for a special treat today. This crowdfunded show directed by Dallas Jenkins has been nothing short of a phenomenon over the last couple of years. And while we wait for the arrival of season three, probably next spring, the show's makers have tossed us a tasty bone to tide us over. It's a Christmas special you'll only find in theaters right now, running from December 1st to December 10th as a Fathom Events release, and after that, it'll be available to watch at home. And in our second segment, we're going to hear directly from the actors who portray Jesus and Mary Magdalene about what it's been like to be a part of this global media phenomenon. Joining me for our chosen conversation today are Jonathan McKee and Kristen Smith. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, good morning. Well... I know you two are both big fans of The Chosen. Do you have either a favorite episode or a favorite character? I do. Yeah. I guess I'm going Ooh. first. Um, Kristen so... just voted to go first. <laughs> so yeah. my favorite character, I think, is Matthew. Oh. And my favorite episode is when the first time when Jesus walks by him, or a second time, sorry, and he looks at him and he calls him to follow him. And I just, the look in his eyes in Matthew's eyes when he realizes that he's wanted after having not been wanted really his entire life. I wept guys. I'm, I'm like Aww. sitting in bed, eating cereal, just crying. Mm. And it was just, mm. it's so good. Matthew, son of Alpheus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes. You. Jonathan, you made a noise that suggested perhaps Matthew's your favorite character, too. Yeah, you know, and normally when we, like, ask questions like this and we're like, what's our favorite movie? You know, we almost have this kind of unspoken rule that you can't say the same one, but <laughs> I'm going to say the same you one. You should. Uh, I mean, I could switch and say, Matthew's dog. I really like him, too. But, um, no, uh, Matthew just got me every time. And, and honestly, there are so many other characters, like the Nicodemus character, that scene oh, with Nicodemus, Nicodemus yeah. was amazing. Yep. And, and I think what it is, is you touched on it, Kristen, when people encountered Jesus, they portrayed so well how they broke down when yeah. they saw him. And when Nicodemus finally met him, he broke down. That expression on Matthew's face, I literally wept too, and we've, I've confessed before on this podcast, and all our listeners know that I'm a wimp and I cry all the time, <laughs> but, uh, but I just, uh, yeah, I lost it um, several times with the Matthew scenes, and, and I'm kind of waiting to see the other disciples grow and mature a little bit, because they're rough on Matthew, so yeah. I, I, I identify with Matthew, and uh and I just, man, he's an amazing, and I love the book of Matthew. So like when I see him like writing, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if, I wonder if he's writing down, you know, like uh, as Jesus kind of had his gathering and he started speaking, which pretty much was the Sermon on the Mount. I'm like, I love Matthew's, you know, version of the Sermon on the Mount. I wonder if he's going to be writing this down now. So, I mean, it, it is, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, man. Th this series got me. Well, I'm going to go with a brown-nosing Sunday school answer and choose Jesus as my favorite character. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> no, he's good. Uh, he he's is good. good. And 
I think, you know, it's funny you should say that. We often say he is good in various ways. All the in, time. In, all the time. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jonathan. Uh, in our church world. And I think to see Jesus' character portrayed so humanly. Um, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but when I think about Jesus being fully man and fully God at the same time, there's huge mystery there, but I tend to think of him, I think more as the fully God part, right? You know, this is, this is the son of God who is, he is holy. He is sinless. Um, and I think it's easy to see, to have that sort of create a distance between him and us. And what I love about the show is how his humanity closes that gap and just his laughter, his eyes, his acceptance. I think even though a lot of what we see is dramatized uh, and is not necessarily straight directly word for word from scripture, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, I think that Dallas Jenkins has absolutely captured the spirit, the little s spirit of who Jesus was in that human sense. Um, And sometimes even in my own relationship with God, that distance can creep in. And so like you guys, I think that humanizing of Jesus in the best possible way, because he was fully man and fully God, uh, is one of the things that I love about the show. And the characters think that too, like on, you know, because I love the episode where he goes to the wedding and he dances with everybody as well. And they all step away and they're talking about him. They're like, yeah, he was dancing the Messiah. Um, And so it's so cool to watch in this show as you see the religious spirit that is there and how he comes in and just totally wrecks it. I just don't think I can do it. I just can't live up to it. Well, that's true. But you don't have to. I just want your heart. A father just wants your heart. Well, let's talk about this Christmas special. What kind of what is the overview of what's going on here? Because Christmas specials, they sort of have a variety show component to them. And this one has a little bit of that going on. Jonathan? Well, you know, one thing I thought was interesting is, you know, is it was so long. I'm sitting there going, wait, why is this thing so long? And it's cool because it starts with all these interviews of all these like musical stars, you know, and stuff like that. And one thing that I thought was really cool is this show has impacted me as Christian movies go. I mean, you know, we, we review some good ones and some bad ones. And I think this show has pleasantly surprised most viewers. Hmm. And the funny thing was, I kind of started to realize, okay, I'm not alone on this. Every one of these uh, musicians that was interviewed was like, yeah, I watched the first episode and all of a sudden I was like, whoa, you know, and every one of them is talking about how this impacted them. And they started talking about scenes like that scene with Nicodemus. It, it is, it is really cool to see how this show has impacted various people. And it's kind of become like this grassroots movement. And then to see these stars saying, okay, how can I be involved in the show? So to me, that was actually really a pretty cool part of the special was the background interviews and stuff before even actually going into the story. So that, that was pretty cool for me. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought that was really awesome. And obviously they include music, right? You have Maverick City and Brandon Lake and Phil Wickham and you have all these artists that for King contribute and country for King and, and Country. And, and, yeah, yeah, full yeah. disclosure, I have the sheet right in front yeah, of yeah. me. So <laughs> Kane, no, no, Matt Maher, 
Brian and Katie Torwalt, yeah. Jordan Feliz, yep. We the Kingdom, the Bonner family, Leanna Crawford. And I'm saying all of them because I don't want anybody to feel left yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, now Dawson if you don't. Hollow <laughs> and the One Voice Children's Choir. <laughs> yes, they're all included. Sorry, I was just picking the ones that I listen to yeah, yeah, yeah. most in life frequently. <laughs> um, but it was it's fun to be a part of, like you're saying, Jonathan, the experience of realizing it wasn't just me sitting alone in my house watching this that felt impacted by this. It was so many people, and that speaks a lot to the director and just the vision that they have. Yeah, it's about an hour and 15 minutes of interviews and musical performances, um, some of which take place actually on the set of The Chosen. And so it's fun to see these musicians performing you know, in the places where we have seen the story filmed. Um, And then the actual new episode is called The Messengers, and it starts at about an hour and 15 minutes in, uh, and it is about a 40-ish, 45-minute-ish episode. Uh, And this episode, and we've seen this a couple times in the series, has sort of the present and then the flashback. And the bulk of it is the flashback to the birth of Jesus. And I think here's a a story that's incredibly familiar, right? Just like so many of the stories we're reading about, but I think they've done a fantastic job again of inviting us to imagine and to watch what it would have been like for Mary to have a baby in this nasty, cold, dirty place, you know, that the savior of the world came in to our world in such a a humble place. And we know that, right? But that's, I think, the the beauty and the glory of this show is inviting us to imagine what that's like. And then there are some other scenes where they're in the present uh, and Luke is recording his gospel and has conversations with Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus. And, you know, sort of talking about those those memories and, and what happened. And so I think if you're a fan of the show, you're going to love what they have done with it and it invites you to see this uh you know apart from the crucifixion this is the story right Right. this is the christmas story uh during christmas season yeah i think it would be really cool because i mean every year i sit down with my family and we read the Christmas story and we have a couple different, like we just got the Veggie Tales like kids Bible oh, yes. uh, for my son. Awesome. And so it's fun to read through that too. But to have this new perspective, um, just a new dramatization of it. And I really love, like you were talking about Adam, the realness of this, I think is what has captivated everybody. Everyone can now sit down and they can read their Bible, but they can look back now and they can see, wow, Perhaps it was like this. And and I've said this before, but I don't know if I would have recommended any other series on Jesus so far because I feel like sometimes they're not done really well. I didn't connect with the characters, whatever. That is just not true of this. In fact, I feel like I've been advertising for it since I started watching it. And I started not that long ago. Um, probably, and you're a pretty tough yeah. sell. I, you know, and I mean I that in so. the best yeah. way, true. right? So I think probably about three weeks ago, I started this series because finally, you know, I, my friends have talked to me about it for years, but I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. And I finally just sat down to watch it and I've never binged anything about Jesus. But I binged this series and I just finished a few days ago and it has been crazy. But speaking to the Christmas story itself, even getting to watch Mary pregnant and deliver and having done all of those things myself, I'm like, I can imagine how hard that was when you're not 
comfortable and things are so difficult and, and there's you're no just epidurals trusting. and there's no <laughs> right. nurses and you're just trusting the lord and his word it's so powerful it is. It is. And it's kind of interesting because this episode is kind of the inverse of most episodes. Most episodes, sometimes it'll start with that little tiny like flashback back in, you right. know, of some earlier biblical thing. And then it'll go forward to the characters we all know. And this is the exact inverse of this. Like the whole thing is mostly flashback then with a the little thing. But man, I tell you, it is, there is something like you said, Kristen, that this has become a word of mouth spread when something is good. It, this is the... Uh, big fat Greek wedding of the Christian world because it's like something that started small. That's a strange comparison, but I'm going to let you go with it. And the reason why is because big fat Greek wedding, nobody knew about from advertisements or anything, but people went and saw it and all of a sudden they started talking. You got to yeah. see this movie. And that, and that is what's happened with this series because mm. I think a lot of people were pleasantly surprised and not the bash on other series, but let's just compliment this series by saying this one has done something that has really kind of nailed it. And, and I tell you, uh, I, we, as a matter of fact, I, as soon as I heard about the release, for this, even though we got to see the screener, I, I told my wife, I'm like, this is coming to theaters December 1st. We already have our tickets. Head on. Well, I want to just say one other thing, because we've talked about The Chosen before, actually back in episode 54. And I would say that a couple of the things that we talked about there are concerns that people have about the dramatization of biblical mm -hmm. stories that maybe you're not word for word from scripture. That's a concern that we have heard about. And we talked about the fact that this show is pretty gritty. It's pretty realistic. Some episodes are grittier and more violent than others. But but those are two issues that if you are concerned about them, we would strongly encourage you to go back and listen to our conversation from episode 54, because I think it will give you an even more fully orbed understanding of what this show is about if you haven't yet experienced it. And if you have, I hope that our conversation about this Christmas special really has whetted your appetite for uh, what I think is a special part of this series in the depiction of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks for this conversation today, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned in the introduction, I recently had a chance to talk with Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus in The Chosen, as well as Elizabeth Tabish, who portrays Mary Magdalene. Let's listen in on that conversation. Well, God seems to be using this show to spark conversation, to get people's attention, and to help them think about Jesus maybe in some really new and fresh ways. So I'm really curious to ask both of you, how has participating in this project impacted or influenced your own understanding of or experience of Jesus? I think for me, it's just deepened my faith journey. Mm. Uh, you know, when you spend so much time in the shoes of another character, which happens to be a real person, which may have uh, an extremely personal impact on your own life, uh, my experience has been that you cannot help but let it affect who you are and how you perceive the world and how you interact with uh, people in that way. I think for me, I um, what I love about the show is that it shows the warmth of Jesus. I mm. think um, people having read the Bible and then uh, so many of the interpretations of Jesus uh, in media in the, the past century have been very stoic and a little removed and um, almost beyond human, which, you know, he is, but it's also like kind of hard to connect to in a lot of ways. And I think 
this brings a humanness and a warmth and we we get to see how revolutionary he really was mm. how um how he affected political systems and religious systems and really like i mean one of the lines is like sometimes you gotta stir up the water like he was revolutionary you know mm. and i think sometimes that gets lost in the translation of of or interpretation sometimes of the bible and uh we kind of get to see that in action, which is very exciting and, and awe-inspiring. And, um, and uh, yeah, I think that's the big thing that's impacted me and I'm excited about. You know, almost every time the subject of The Chosen comes up when I'm talking with friends and family, and it's remarkable how many people I know are watching this show, the response is the same every time. I love this show. But then something else really interesting happens they'll almost all point to an episode or a scene that's different. Like, it seems like it's not just, you know, one particularly good episode that's jumping out, but it's all over the map, which tells me that people are connecting in all kinds of ways to what you guys are doing. And so um, that sets up my question. I'm assuming as the stars of this, you hear from people all the time too about its impact. And I would love to hear some of the impact stories that uh, people have told you how it's affected them as they have watched the show. Yeah, um, I, I get messages all the time from people that have really connected with my character and um, especially the season two of dealing with addictions and mm. and feeling sense feelings of unworthiness. Mm. Uh, and so I think uh, whenever they reach out, they let me know that whatever episode five or six, they saw themselves in it. And it helps them. It helped them kind of work through some of their own anxieties about feeling worthy or um, feeling loved or, or forgiven, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of it has been, for me, the most common thing is about this increased relatability mm. to Jesus that they never quite felt before. And now, um, like watching the show, they have a different perspective as to who he was and what his message was or, or their own receptivity to that message mm -hmm. um and so i think trying to bring about the you know the heart of his teachings of love and mercy and compassion um kind of comes through in this story um as well as the mirth and the warmth and mm -hmm. and i think it just makes him a more uh, attractive character meaning attractive in the sense of like you want to get to know him you know? Uh -huh. and uh yeah that's that's been the, the overarching um feedback that i've received well, we occasionally hear from people who have an extraordinarily high view of scripture, and that's a good thing. And one of their concerns is, well, there's dramatization here of things that may not be in the Bible, or there's extrapolation, or stories get kind of mushed together in ways that aren't technically or literally true to scripture. What would you say to a believer that has that kind of concern about this show? I mean, you got to think about like during... Sunday sermons, preachers and priests on occasion will use stories in their lives or stories going on in the social sort of arena to uh, use as an example yeah. of whatever lesson they're, they're teaching that week, right? So I think, I think if people are uncomfortable with anything that's like extra from mm -hmm. the Bible, looking at it from that perspective of it's helping teach a lesson it's not trying to detract from the Bible. It's trying to help you understand it. Okay. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're a television show. 
Um, (laughs) There is a disclaimer at the beginning of the first episode of season one that essentially says this is not a replacement for scripture, but it's based on scripture. Right. When it starts kind of blurring this line of of, uh, credibility or this susceptibility to like, well, should I be watching this? Because it's not exactly as the Bible, but we never claimed to be exactly biblical scripture. You know, you couldn't do that with the amount of scriptures and descriptions there are about certain characters in the Bible. There's four lines about, you know, Zebedee, you know, uh, James and John's (laughs) father, and that's the end. But for a television show and with an actor, like Nick, you just you're like this guy is amazing. He's magnetic when he comes on the screen. We it's meant to I think uh, inspire people to kind of want to dig deeper. All right. Well, plugged in exists to help families think about their media choices and to make good choices. What would you want families who are considering watching The Chosen together to know about it beforehand if they haven't already started? It's a lot more wholesome than anything you. <laughs> <laughs> If, if yeah. you're concerned about wholesomeness, it is a beautiful, heartwarming show um, that is, I think, safe for any age. I think the only episode that's a little frightening might be episode one, season one, yeah, with the exorcism scene. But beyond that, you know, I think it's every every episode makes me cry. It's heartwarming. It's uh, it teaches beautiful lessons about how to treat other people and uh, how to forgive and and love and yeah, you'd be hard pressed to find something as as sweet as this show. Yeah, yeah, kids love all the episodes, not just the one that features them the most, which is episode three, season one. Like, but they they've really gravitated towards the show as a whole, which I think was a big surprise for not only Dallas and his team, but all of us were like, "Wow, kids are digging it." I mean, you just <laughs> see we we get letters from people saying their toddlers are glued to the screen, just like watching, you know, just watching these characters. So they're yeah. Uh, it's everything that was said. All right. Hey, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, now it's time for that part of the Plugged In Show we call Culture, Culture Countdown. Countdown. And I'm joined again by Kristen and Jonathan. Guys, you know how this works. You have 30 seconds, that's three zero, to tell us something significant that's happening in culture that families will want to know about in the realms of faith, entertainment, technology. Jonathan, are you ready? Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for Hit this? Hit it! Let's <laughs> Is do that it. a yes? <laughs> yeah. I think that was a yes. Okay, I'm going to count you in. Three, two, one, go. If you're a parent, you definitely know about TikTok because your kids can't stop looking at it. And now... Guess what? TikTok is helping your kids decide what gifts to buy. That's right. I'm staring at an article by Glossy here um, where it talks about how in November all these holiday gift guides run rampant. But this year, young consumers are turning to TikTok for their holiday shopping ideas. So that means that... (laughs) And for more on that story about... (laughs) what kids are looking at for gift giving ideas on TikTok. You can check out the episode notes for today's episode. Kristen. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Three, two, one, go. Okay. I know that this is an older story, but you know what? We all need joy. 
this holiday season. So just listen. <laughs> so back a few years ago, uh, Grandma Wanda Dinch, she sent a text to who she thought was her grandson. Turns out it was this guy named Jamal Hinton. And... Um, yeah, invited him over for Thanksgiving, kind of accidentally, and he came over and they had dinner. And now it's been well since Thanksgiving just passed. It's been like what five, six years. That was so fast. I've never messed that up. No, that's okay. That's uh, okay. Cause anyway, because our, our people can find out more. You can. You can find out more uh, about that story. So. Yes. And it's a really happy story. So if you need something happy for Christmas. All right. All right. You had your 30 seconds. I'm sorry. You had your 30 seconds. So, Kristen, will you buzz me in? Sure thing. I honestly only have hope for you at this point of finishing this in 30 seconds. So are you ready? I'm always ready. Mm, I I was born ready. That's what we would have said in high school. Okay. Are you ready? One or three, two, one. (laughs) Go You know, during COVID, a lot of us were watching more TV at home, and a lot of us may have subscribed to a bunch of different streaming services. Well, something's interesting happened now that things are kind of sort of opening back up. Nearly half of Americans planned to cancel subscriptions over rising costs and the fact that now that COVID is over, some of them are going to the movies again, or maybe they're just out driving around. I don't know what they're doing, but the streaming craze... Streaming craze. We'll end things there. Well, thanks, guys, for another awesome episode of Culture Countdown. And I want to say thank you to our listeners today for spending some time with us at the Plugged In Show. What did you think about our conversation? Are you a fan of The Chosen? Do you have a favorite episode or character? We want to hear from you on Facebook or Instagram. Or shoot us an email at team at thepluggedinshow.com. And speaking of that, we heard from one of our listeners via our email inbox this week, and I think our producer Ashley has that message for us. I sure do. This one's from Glenn via email. He writes, Hello, I just wanted to send a short message to say that I love listening each week to The Plugged In Show. I really appreciate your insight, wisdom, and sense of humor talking about subjects that interest me. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Thanks so much for connecting with us, Glenn. We love hearing how the Plugged In Show is encouraging you, and we love that you're a part of our Plugged In Show family. And for everyone else listening today, we would like to say thank you to you, too, for joining us this week. Today, for a gift of any amount, we would love to send you a copy of The Chosen, I Have Called You By Name, which is the novelization of the first season of The Chosen, and it's written by Jerry B. Jenkins, who is Dallas Jenkins' dad. And you'll find a link to order that book in the episode notes for today's show, as well as on the plugged-in blog entry for today's conversation. Or just give us a call at 800-A-FAMILY. Well, thanks again for joining us for this week's conversation, and we look forward to connecting with you again next week for another episode of The Plugged In Show. Oh, 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 oh